what's up, what's up? This is Gunnion speaking. Yeah, just to let you know, you're now tuning into Detox. Ready to Detox. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Detox Ready to Detox. Um, in this episode, I am lucky enough to have Kayla Cherry to join us to talk about her creative journey as a filmmaker, writer, and honestly, many more, because you never know what Kayla could do with different medias. And once again, this is your host, Gilneal. Thank you so much for tuning in for this episode. Um, and honestly, I've been absent for a month now with contents because I just want to take a mental break to just take a step back and I don't know, just relax because I have school going on as well. And yeah, without further ado, let's get into the episode. So the first question is, tell us about who you are and how do you label yourself as an artist? Cool. My name is Kayla Cherry. I'm 20 years old and I'm a writer and a filmmaker from the Bay Area. And that's where I'm currently based. Are you are you a film major? Because I remember at LMU, like you were a film major. Yes. Right now I'm in between schools. I'm taking a semester off Mm -hmm. because we know COVID is just ripping through everything. So taking a semester off to just um, take a semester off. And then in the fall, not in the fall, in the winter next year, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to see some for film production. So what made you wanted to become a creative? Like whether it's writing or visual production, like where did it all start? I've always been a very creative person ever since I was just a little kid. Like I remember I was drawn on the walls of my grandma's house and she had to repaint the whole house. I drove over it and I just really was drawn to just like reading. I was super drawn to um, drawing. I was drawn to just like playing imagination. I used to write little plays and stuff and do like one woman shows with me and my, all my stuffed animals for my parents. So I just think, I've always grown up being very tapped into arts and expressing myself mm-hmm. because I think I found it really hard to express myself as a kid. Like I used to talk super fast and I used to stutter all the time. And I just, it was, people were just like, Kayla, like, what are you talking about? And I just think that I was using art un- sub- unconsciously as a kid to just communicate with people. Mm-hmm. And as I grew up and as I sort of honed in my interest, I, was really attracted to writing for so many years. I wanted to be an author. I wanted to be like Rick Riordan or Rick Riordan, mm-hmm. who did Percy Jackson. I loved him. He was my idol. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was going to grow up to be a fiction book writer. Oh, wow. And I even went to arts high school. I went to open school for the arts. Um, wow. And I was there for creative writing. But very soon into that program, I realized that I actually wanted to get more into screenwriting and learn how to sort of take um, the page and make it come to life. And so how do I can and trying to find ways to crack into that. Mm-hmm. So sort of throughout high school, we start to, or I started to see the unmeshing of writing and film. I started to make um, my independent documentary series called, I think it's called Bay Area Profiles when I was like 16 off my iPhone. I was going around the Bay interviewing mm-hmm. people that I knew from different cities about why they dressed the way they did and how where they live and their community affects their style. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a film camp when I was like 17. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to LMU for a year when I was a freshman mm-hmm. as under film production mm-hmm. after my freshman year because it was not my vibe. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so right now I'm pretty much trying to like balance writing and filmmaking. Right now it's been a lot more writing because we are inside a lot and I just have a lot more time to sit and write. But yeah. 
since you mentioned, you know, how you started creating at such a young age, was there any influences ha- that had impact on your craft, especially when the Bay Area is full of black and brown talent or creative communities? Um, yeah, or even music, you know what I mean? I would say that um, over time, like, my inspirations have just, like, got, were, like, always really weird, so, not really weird, I'm like, oh, I'm so quirky, no, it's just, like, um, I remember I used to be super into Stanley Kubrick, which isn't, like, a Bay Area local at all, he's, like, an old man from New York, but I used to be super into Stanley Kubrick, um, and I used, also used to be super into, like, um, who did I, else I used to really like in high school? I can't remember, but now I'm, really into Solange. Solange is, like, when I get home is one of my favorite albums ever. Mm-hmm. And she... Also, like, people... When people talk about Solange, like, you have to look at the When I Get Home um, visual album. Yep. Because that in and of itself is just, like, a completely just beautiful, like, piece of film work. And, like, I love that. Um, Boots Riley is a big inspiration for me. Um, because just because like sorry to bother you was a crazy like off the wall experimental film mm-hmm. um at least to me it was experimental like I think it's super crazy and he's he's a bear local and he was able to really combine anti-capitalism um and politics with just an abstract story world and I just thought that was super radical mm-hmm. and my friend Tina Tina Tana mm-hmm. on Instagram um I love her of them I love them so much like they literally are like such an like there's there's such a good like collage artist yeah. there's such a good visual artist like that's probably like one of my favorite people ever and just my favorite creators because whenever they put something out I'm just like yes bitch like fuck it up like mm-hmm. it's Outside the, box. Outside the box, gotta keep my debt because I'm swiping like a fox. You with your new girl, cause she never on your top. She, never on your top. she show up on the set and she keep quiet like a prop. Yep. Never try to be something you're not. That's what my granny told me when I was a tater tot. I'm finna follow through on everything I plot. Baby, I'm the coolest thing that's coming out of Little Rock. Self-aware but still flossing. Spilling sauce on the sauce. Trying to keep ground and speaking with myself often. Till I make a million being myself, ain't no telling. But fuck how they market if ain't no soul in what they selling. Still do it for the ones that's cool as fuck but not cool enough. Used to try to impress them but now I just don't give a fuck. You're either damned if you do and you're damned if you won't. So you might as well go ahead and just do what you want.
pull up to a fancy restaurant and order grilled cheeses. Every season's my season, and every day is a reason to stun on the fuck nigga who didn't see me as equal. I was here before you noticed me exactly where I'm supposed to be. Still that bitch, I got you shook. I'm here to stay, get used to me. Get even damned if you do, and you damned if you won't. So you might as well go ahead and just do what you want. How would you describe your creative style? I think my writing style is a lot easier to pigeonhole because I did like four years of writing training or whatever you want to call it. But in high school, I remember because when you when you go to we go into art school, at least when you go into my art school for the creative writing program, they give you like a basis for fiction, for poetry, for all these different kinds of writing. And I sort of I had one teacher, um, her name was Jordan Carnes. Mm. Love you, Miss Carnes she was some she did this thing called creative nonfiction, mm. and i didn't really understand what that was i was like what so like a memoir um but creative nonfiction basically it's a sort of a form of essay writing where you write about yourself and what you go through but then you're also connecting it to just i guess the outer world like i don't know how to describe it it's like mm. it's like a memoir and mixed with like a diary like it has like sort of like the storytelling aspect of like you're talking about your life and your experiences but you're also mixing it with general culture with politics like she would write essays about um growing up as like a closeted lesbian in bakersfield and loving basketball and Mm. stuff like that and so i sort of looked to her and i was like oh like that's what i want to write because i found that my poetry was too like prosy and then my fiction just didn't feel like natural and so i really started to gravitate towards creative nonfiction throughout most of high school because i just it's a great way to just like Um, say what I was feeling and then connect it to like so many other things going on Mm -hmm. and I did a whole project my senior year because my senior year you have to do senior books Mm -hmm. um, where you like write and self-publish a book and then you sell it at a little book fair Um, so I did mine about my growing up experience in connection with the movies that I watched at that time so I was Mm -hmm. connecting like cinema and like these movies that I loved with what was happening in my life and sort of looking back and putting them all together and synthesizing them in a, ho- in a way that, like, I hope connects with other people. So that's my writing style. My film style, I'm still trying to develop. It's, um, I when I was younger, I, again, I used to think I really wanted to do, like, strict narrative filmmaking. Like, I wanted to do something more generic. Mm. Um, but as I've gotten older and I've watched more 
experimental films and I have friends who do video art and even like people like Tina who do collage and just seeing all the different ways in which you can present a movie makes me like I'm trying to go more experimental I'm trying to go a little more um, visually oriented for so much of my life I was so focused on like being a good screenwriter and having a good like I've been like having really good dialogue and having like those really good sort of like interpersonal characters and I think that's great but I also just want to like think of different ways to tell the story like how can I use really abstract editing to make this character feel this way or how can I use like this camera angle this camera style to convey this emotion to the audience like so I think I'm learning about film as just a very large microcosm of stuff and how each aspect of the process can really affect how you can make an audience feel and I'm really trying to tap into that Mm. in my future projects. Since you mentioned your creative journey started at a very young age was there any projects that you were really excited about like in the past or maybe in the future? I would say the two projects that I've liked the most that I've put out so far um, I'm going to talk filmically because I've like I have a lot of this sounds so stupid I have a lot of writing in different places Mm. um, but I think my films are like more condensed and they're the ones that I like take more time on Mm-hmm. Um, so there are two films, one I made when I was 17 and one I made a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. When I was 17, I went to that art camp, like I mentioned, um, it was a, sum- a month-long summer art program at CalArts, mm-hmm. and I was in the film department there, and I made, we had to make these things called poetic documentaries, which is still kind of hard to describe, it's sort of like a video essay sort of thing, basically we had to like use very like, we had to really focus on imagery over words for that. Mm-hmm a short film called these days where i just filmed my friends around the campus and i took snippets of conversations that we just had like i recorded everyone talking and i just cut snippets together and i edited them i edited the snippets of uh like conversation over just like random clips and i tried to make like a little story out of it and the goal of it was to show like the mundane life of teenage girls in a very unromanticized like way because I just I felt like so much teen girl content was like rookie mag and like glitter and fairies and butterflies and like that's like part of it that's cool but I thought it'd be fun to sort of subvert that for that film and at first I didn't like it like at first I felt like it was like too like weird and like everyone else like liked my other films more that I had made so I wasn't really that into it but sort of with the past couple of years going back into my artistic intentions stuff like that is definitely more what I want to do because it's very like visually oriented um it's very like sort of disjointed but also flows and that's sort of the style that I want to go for more Mm -hmm. my most recent film project that I put out in February was for Black History Month and it was called and for that it was another documentary project um that I did I also do everything by myself by the way like I have, like, been doing this independently, like, since I was, like, 15. Like, mm-hmm. first, like, an iPhone, then with, like, a camera, but I do most of my projects, like, completely solo, which is a lot of work. But, yeah, for New Growth, I went on Instagram, and I asked if someone was willing to have me over for a day while I watched them. It was for Black White, but while they did their hair in whatever style they wanted, and then I wanted to also interview them about their hair journey, because in the Black community hair is such a big deal like our hair is like politicized from the day you're born like whether you have good hair or bad hair, which is even like but those are concepts that are put on us by white society and whatnot so I was trying to use that film as a way to 
um, also like uplift black hair and uplift the black hair experience because I was showing it at UC Berkeley for an exhibition called Black Joy. Mm-hmm. It was our um, event held by my held by my friend Rihanna. So shout out Rihanna. That's how I got involved in that. Mm-hmm. And it was showcasing different kinds of black art, black photography. There were singers, there was dancers. I showed my film and that was like it was really hard to edit that. I remember I had such a hard time. Like the audio was fucked up and like the videos didn't look cool and I thought everything looked so weird, but then like it came out and it just came together in the way it came together so well and I was really proud of it. Cause I also hadn't made something in so long. Um, and it just felt good to make a film again. And then COVID happened and was like, you're going to be inside for a bit. But yeah. I got that. Mm-hmm. I got performance thrown ahead. I found you through the zines that you put out, but I definitely was really attracted to your YouTube and the visuals that you had on there, especially Cherry. And I didn't know your last name was Cherry until like today. Yeah. So my channel, plug the channel, it's Kayla Danielle. Mm-hmm. I'm Kayla spelled K-A-I-L-A and then Danielle, like Danielle. Mm-hmm. And yeah, my channel is really interesting, um, not to get like a full thing into it, but I've tried to like... I think, I think my channel is kind of cool because I try to, like, post things that are, like, both, like, filmic and also more, like, people call them vlogs. I once made a vlog of my friends in Malibu, mm. and I thought it was, like, a cool, like, experimental, like, video diary, and everyone was like, go watch Kayla's vlog is at LMU, so, like, everyone called it a vlog. Okay. And I was like, no, guys, it's, it's like, different, it's, like, cool. Uh-huh. But I'm, even, like, I try to, like, use stuff like that, like, just little, like, edits and stuff like that just to um, hone in my editing skills and learn how to just like sort of make a regular like it's like I'm always trying to figure out how I can present something in a more interesting way for example like oh my friends are at the beach how can I shoot this in a fun way what if um well one girl's taking pictures of all the friends what if I get a picture what if I get one shot of her taking a picture and I get one shot of the girls posing and I put them in the the same um clip Mm. like Stuff like that. So just like trying to, I guess, abstract everyday life. Since you mentioned your writings and films, like how do you deal with your emotional impact that you have on your artwork? Like how do you process your emotions through your work? I definitely think that I use my writing and my filmmaking as a channel to express my emotions. Like I definitely, I don't, it's kind of like, it's it's just so weird when you phrase it like that. Not like, oh, that's a weird question. Mm -hmm. But I never like thought about it in that way kind of always just sort of, like, writing writing and film have always been, like, my response. So mm. one film I made when I was at that art camp called Beam, and it was based on my experience as a black girl um, being told that, like, I'm not black enough because of X, Y, Z. And remember that was, like, I remember I, I wrote, like, a whole page out about, like, why the film was important and, like, why I cared about it and, like, why I wanted to get my... I think even, with my, like, writing my book when I was um, 17, 18 in high school for my final project, mm-hmm. that was really emotional because I was literally going back into, like, my entire life and, like, analyzing it. Like, the first essay in the book is about my dad. And, like, we have a whole, like, thing, me and my dad. But I had to, like, really think about and, like, really process our relationship with my father. Mm-hmm. And, like, also, like... It allowed me to remember times that, like, weren't as difficult and times that were a lot easier for us. Mm. That I sort of, like, like, when you're, like, I mean, when you ha- are growing up and when you're sort of having these, like, moments with people that are making you sort of question how you feel about them, you can often, like, demonize them. Mm-hmm. So writing that essay about him like, made, reminded me of, like, when I used to ride on his motorcycle when I was a kid and, like, the fascination I had with, like, trying to figure out the kind of person he was and, like, the mystery of him and stuff mm. like that. So I definitely think that I just, like... I think that, like, art and my emotions are hand-in-hand, and I think that if I felt no emotion, I couldn't make art. 
and I think that my art is the vessel for how I feel. Like, I definitely think that without art, I would not be as aware of my emotions and my habits and the ways that I treat myself and others if I wasn't, like, paying attention to them so aggressively so I could write about them or make a movie about them or whatever. message do you want to put out with your creative work so many different messages um I think overall like if I could just like synthesize my my writing and my filmmaking and my visual art and just like all the things I dabble in into like a couple of like words mm-hmm. I definitely want people to feel like they're learning something about themselves like I don't write these things I think also when you're writing and when you're making art about yourself like when you're filmmaking there's a question comes in about, well, am I egotistical because I'm making art about myself? Is it egotistical that I'm writing an essay about how I feel and how, and, and like what does it say about me that I think I'm like so important that people want to read about how I feel mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But when you pull that back and when you like really analyze, like, wait a minute, like I'm writing this not because I want people to know about me, but more because I want people to like find like relation with others. Like, because when I, at least when I read like things like Bell Hooks, when I read Audre Lorde, when I read um, even like my teacher Miss Carnes, like when I read any of their works, it was like it never felt like they're talking about themselves. It always felt like they're using themselves as the vessel for communication about you know like all these other things that they feel. And I think it's also just really important, I guess, to 
I, so I guess like that's one thing I just want people to, like relate to it um another thing too is just like gain like consciousness I guess and to keep informed like I want my work to be informative mm-hmm. of all different kinds of things I want it to be informative of just like self-care I want it to be informative of mental health I want it to be informative about like anti-capitalism and um anti-blackness and like every like political topic honestly like, I just want my work to be really uplifting and I want my work to be really representative of the things that I don't see enough like I don't see enough work about like black girls who go to mental hospitals I don't see enough work about how capitalism hurts people I don't see enough work about um the quirky black girls who are told that they're like too white to hang like what advice would you give out to someone that is starting new I think what I would say um in any medium I think this is this is more for film especially because film people think they need to have all these materials to make a movie you need to have you know the best camera you need to have you need Final Cut Pro X 3000 or whatever. Like, people really do believe that to, en- that to enter filmmaking, you have to be set up. And a lot of people, they do come into filmmaking set up. They have the connections. They have the parents with the money, and they have all that stuff. But, like, I'm, I'm just here to say that, like, you don't need to have any of that to make a movie. Like, I started making my first films on my iPhone, mm-hmm. editing on iMovie. And people like them and they were fine. And like, there's, and you learn from everything that you do. Like every project that you do, you learn and you're like, okay, I won't do that again. And you just build on it. So I guess my biggest thing is just like, don't let like these people who have resources and who have money and who are making like their first like short films with like 12K budgets, like don't let any of that intimidate you or make you feel like you can't fucking do it because you totally can. Mm -hmm. And like film schools especially try to sell you this dream and this idea that like you need them to succeed but you fucking don't Mm -hmm. you can make a movie off anything today so that's I guess the thing for filmmaking and for writing I would just say you know just just do it I feel like writing is so much easier to like get into than film honestly um and I would just say like just write whatever you want like you literally don't have to put it out there if you don't want to like a lot of like there's so many things that like we'll never see the light of day that are in my Google Drive from high school. Um, Could we just get so many, like, prompts and assignments and stuff like that? So just, like, if you feel something, write it. Come back to it. Edit it. If you have friends who are writers, also writers, they're so nice. Writers love to read things. Writers love to edit. Writers love to give advice. If you have a writer friend, hit up your writer friend to help you out because they will be glad to do it. I guarantee <laughs>
So what is your fashion style and your inspirations towards it? Um, I grew up with brass dolls, first and foremost. I feel like that's a good place to start. My mom was anti-Barbie, so Mm -hmm. I, like, grew up, like, with, like, dripped out dolls um and I again like like one of the things I was also super into as a kid was fashion Mm. so I would like we have like this thing called field day we'd have to get a a primary color shirt for your team Mm. and like whatever and I would like go ham with my um, field day shirts like I would just do all this kind of stuff I was a reckless little kid my clothes were unsafe in my hands so I guess today I get a lot of my inspiration just from uh Instagram mm-hmm. and like I think recently I've been trying to look at what's trendy and what's like what's popping or whatever and then trying to find ways to get it for cheap so because I haven't been able to go to the thrift store I've been going on Depop a lot mm-hmm. um getting some cool pieces from Depop and just I guess like my style has been so weird over time like I used to be an art hoe 14 year old god bless me and now I'm just like kind of a weird hodgepodge of just like pop culture bullshit Mm -hmm. um but I guess just like I just like let wear things that I like like I just got this really cool milkmaid top that I would have not bought like six months ago but Mm -hmm. now I'm just like really into self-care and being soft and feminine so I'm like I'm gonna get a cute little milkmaid top so I just kind of go with my flow like I'm very open to whatever I like so if I want to get a Scarface shirt one day that says don't fuck with me in glitter letters and then wear my beautiful purple dress the next day that makes me look like a beautiful princess i'm gonna do it so i have like no rules i have like i have nothing i just kind of like i see what i want and i like manifest it and i kind of get it i don't really know With that, I think I'm going to wrap it out this episode with Kayla with my last question, which is, what do you hope to accomplish in the near future? I have some articles that are supposed to be coming out. I do a lot of just like a, a constant stream of 
work. So I write for a music blog called The Stereo Vision. Mm-hmm. And I have some articles coming out for them pretty soon that are in editing right now. I also write for a blog called A Haloscope. And I have a little fun post about things I liked in July that should be coming out pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and outside of just like little writing projects, I don't really have anything like big planned, but I just plan to like can keep on contributing to different zines and online projects. I'm hoping to just continue um, picking up writing jobs and like in like the big, big future. Like I hope and like I can graduate college in a couple years, mm-hmm. a little behind now because I'm just Rona, but yeah. hopefully I can graduate and my college path has been fucking crazy. So we'll see, but mm-hmm. I hope I can graduate. Um, and I hope I want to make a short film um, in the next couple of years. Like I just, I feel like I haven't made like a long 10 minute short film in a while. And I just want to like make something really cool. What will it be? I don't know. I have ideas, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I just hopefully by the end of the year, I can start like filming. Thank you all so much for joining us for this special episode with Kayla Cherry. Um, and, you know, once again, I encourage you to search up Kayla on Instagram and also on my website. And the five songs that we have played today will also be listed on my Instagram, Detox Detox. Um, without further ado, I would like to end the episode here and hope you have a wonderful day or rest of your night whenever you're listening to this. Talk to you soon. And this is G-Talks, ready to detox.
never noticed. You got my vision hazy, homie, almost lost my focus. Out of murky water, I will blossom like a lotus. I guess the garden hunt is just a big part of the process. You go on, you go on with it. Round around like a flavor, spill over it. Inspiration got you where you at, fade to black. There's no way to retract, get your back. 